What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode four of the He Said, She Said podcast with myself, Reality Steve, joined by, as always, Ashley Spivey. Ashley, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, better. This is the first podcast that I've recorded when I have a new member of the household. As I tweeted out and put on Instagram this weekend, I adopted a three-year-old beagle named Luca, which... (laughs) My family thinks that Luca's a boy's name. Now, I think it's a unisex name because I have a friend who's got a daughter whose name is Luca, spelled L-U-C-C-A. Um, and there's a character on The Good Wife named Luca, and she's a female. She's a female. However, uh-huh. the Dallas Mavericks first-round draft pick this year is named Luka Doncic, and he's from um, Croatia or whatever. <laughs> he's a man. So I guess it's unisex, um, but that was the name that she had when the Humane Society found her. She was a she was in the backyard of an Oklahoma breeder, and they found her like a month ago along with her sister. And so they just, every time they find a dog or a dog is turned in, they give him a new name, and they went with Luca. And I'm just like, okay, I'll just keep that one. It's a cute name. Her name, when they found her, apparently was Birdie. <laughs> Birdie? Birdie, yeah. <laughs> B-I-R-D-I-E. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad you renamed her Luca, because I don't think I would have called her Birdie. Um, but Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> it'll be interesting. I um, This is, a, like I said, the first podcast I'm recording since I've had her, so I don't know how she's going to react with me over by the computer, if she's going to walk over here. She has a couple times before we actually started hitting record, but she looks to be uh, back on her bed and just kind of chilling out on the couch. Um, so that's is good. Is she a barker? She's been a barker only when I have put her in her crate. And okay. I I got her on Saturday afternoon. I've only I've left twice without her and both times she did not want to go in her crate. And it's weird because I could hear her as I was walking out the door or going into the garage to get in my car. I could hear her from the other room howling. And and it wasn't barking. It was like howling and wailing. Like if you were oh, walking no. by it sounds like someone's beating a dog. Like she's more of a howler and a wailer. Um, but then I leave and I don't know how long it goes on for. Maybe it goes on for 30 seconds. Maybe it, she, it goes on the whole time I'm gone. Like, I don't know because I'm not here. However, I know that both times I've come back and taken her out of her crate, she immediately, you know, just kind of spazzes out, goes wild and uh, also howls and wails just for a little bit. But then she it's like an excitement howling and wailing because I'm home. So... Yeah, I got to go through this again. This is uh, part of owning a dog. But, no, she's been great other than that. Um, she's, it's like you have a newborn baby. I know. it's And she <laughs> certainly is on baby time because when I had my old dog, when I had Maddie, Maddie did her own thing, and she got up whenever she felt like getting up. And, and, and maybe it's because I've only had Luca for two days or three days now. But she she goes in her bed at night, and she never – I don't hear her making noises or whatever, but when she's up, she immediately comes to my end of the bed and puts her paws on the bed and wants attention. And it literally, and it definitely wakes me up. Um, And then (laughs) I try to get her to go back in her bed and she just like, when she's up, she's up. And it's almost like having a baby. Like I have to go through with this, but it's not like she's waking me up at four in the morning. It's right. You know, a little bit, a little bit earlier than I've uh, used to getting up because usually I make my own time of when I get up since I never had to answer to anything. Um, my own boss, so 
it's been interesting, but she's been great so far. Other than, you know, we've had a couple accidents in the house, which is expected because she's in a new place. Yep. Um, the good thing is she's gone on the tile, so it's very easy to clean up. Uh, but yeah. And she's really cute. Yeah, she's real. She's adorable. My family loves her. And, you know, it took me two and a half years. Like, I just never put myself out there. I never looked on websites. I never went to showings at pet hospital, you know, pet stores where they have the, you know, they bring over adoption dogs, how I found my first one. And I just purposely stayed away because I knew that I wasn't, I didn't want to put myself in that position because I would have felt so bad. I would have been like, I want to take all of them home. Uh, But I wasn't. So I just didn't. And then about, about about three weeks ago, I went online and I found Luca and she just jumped out at me and I was like, but her, her, uh, her foster paperwork said she wasn't going to be ready to adopt until mid to late August. So I contacted the people. I said, Hey, just keep me updated. Let me know. Don't adopt her out without me seeing her. And they said, no, we'll keep you updated. And then two Thursdays ago, they said, Hey, she's actually ready to go a little bit earlier than expected. Why don't you come out to the pet store where we're doing our showings? You can meet her. I met her last Saturday, two Saturdays ago. They say they do a home visit. So on Tuesday of the of last week, they brought her to my house just to make sure I didn't have holes in my fence and all that stuff and that it was a good living mm-hmm. situation. And then about two hours after they left on Tuesday, they sent me an email that said, congratulations, we would, you know, we would like you to adopt Luca this Saturday at our showing. So I went there and picked her up and it's been, it's been with me ever since Saturday. So um, oh, congrats. Yeah, thank you. Doggy, <laughs> being a doggy dad again, I got to get used to it again. Um, yeah. It is like, I mean, for people that aren't dog people, you know, you don't want to put it on the equivalent of having a baby uh, because babies take definitely need more attention. But dogs are no joke. Like you have to. It's a legit responsibility. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, It's 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 not a joke. Um, But not at all. uh, I think that. Whoops. Sorry. Knocked my microphone there. (laughs) Um, I, I, I do think that I'm, I'm ready to do it again, just because it's, it had been a while and she's, she has a lot of similar characteristics to my other dog, the way she eats, the way she wants to be, uh, walked, um, very, very similar the way she likes to be pet. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very similar to Maddie. So, uh, we've only got one call on today's podcast. Uh, that's, uh, it's, it's with Sarah in Washington state. We'll get to her in a second. But in the state of Washington, not at Washington State, um, <laughs> it was uh, quite a doozy. A, yeah, interesting phone call just because the amount of luck or in this case, unluck involved in how this all came about and what she's dealing with is like you couldn't even put an odds on it. Like what what are the odds of something like this happening? You're going to have to listen to find out. But this is this is really bizarre. Like any any. Anything you have for the listeners to get them prepared for what is they're about to hear? <laughs> uh, just imagine one of the craziest plots in a book or the craziest plots in a movie that you could ever watch or read about sexual assault. Yeah. And this is it. Yeah. No, it definitely is. And, you know, she's obviously had some bad luck with men in the past, um, but the the most recent ex is the one uh, we're dealing with. So um, I, I'm looking forward to you all listening to this one. Would like your thoughts on it. So uh, so here you go. OK, let's get to our first caller. Her name is Sarah. She's in the lovely state of Washington, Washington State. Sarah, how are you? Good. Thanks, Steve. How are you? Good. Ashley. 
say hi to our caller. Hi. Hey, Ashley. <laughs> you kind of froze. You kind of froze there for a second, Ashley. That's why I didn't know if you were on. That's why I wanted you to say something. Gotcha. I'm all here. Right, we're all here. Okay, so Sarah, go ahead. Tell us. Uh, I know you've given us a little bit of a heads up on this, and this is um, this is pretty deep. So I want you to explain in detail uh, as much as you can about everything that's going on with you and the situation that you're dealing with now. Sure. Um, so I think it's easiest if I start with a little bit of background. Um, I, uh, I'm, I moved back to, uh, Washington state, um, which is, um, my Seattle's my hometown. And, um, I was in, um, grad school somewhere else. Um, and while I was in grad school, I met somebody, um, and we're still in a really great relationship. Um, and, um, when we met, he knew that I had a job back home, uh, lined up for after I graduated. Um, and as our relationship progressed, we eventually decided that he would move back to my hometown with me, um, which has been going great so far. Um, but he's never really lived outside of his hometown, um, or his home state really. Um, so it was going to be a big change for him. And, he's really used to having the same group of friends that he's had since college and high school. Um, and so he was really anxious about the move about making friends of his own, um, when he moved, even though he knew a few of my friends just from visits and things like that. Um, so luckily when we moved back, he reconnected with a friend of his from childhood that also lives in Seattle. And, um, kind of got to know him and joined, you know, a sports rec league with him and made all these great friends through this team. And I work a really busy job. I work like a million hours a week. Um, so it's only been recently that I've kind of gotten to know this group, um, and spend time with them. Um, and, but it's been very important for him that I get to know them. And I do like, everyone that I've met, they've all been really great and really welcoming. Um, even though it's kind of overwhelming for me to enter into a big group where I really don't know very many people. Um, and so that's kind of the background there with him. Um, with, with the guy you're currently with. Yeah, exactly. And how, how many years have you been with this guy? Uh, two and a half. Okay. Almost three. Um, but we've only been back um, in Washington for about a year, um, gotcha. year and a half. Um, so anyway, um, a little bit more background about me. Um, I'm a sexual assault survivor. Um, I've been assaulted multiple times in my life. Um, but the most traumatizing instance of that was with an ex-boyfriend uh, from my hometown, um, who assaulted me in the home that he used to own. Um, and it was really violent and really intense and I don't really want to get into the details of it here too much. Yeah, um, no need to on that. My question real quick would be when you say you were multiple assaulted multiple times, are we talking by the same guy or are we talking about different guys? Different people. Um, how many are we talking about? Different What's that? How many are we talking about? 
Um, in high school, I was in an abusive relationship where my high school boyfriend raped me a lot. Um, and then I was date raped in college and then this last person. Okay. Um, and the person that I had dated, um, he and I both have some dark histories and he, one of the reasons that he and I bonded so quickly, um, when we had dated was because he also understood kind of having a difficult past. And so I was able to open up to him about the times that I had been raped by other people in a way that I hadn't been previously in a relationship. So when he raped me, it was even more of a betrayal, um, and even more kind of intense. Um, and he used like details that I had told him about the other times when he attacked me. Oh my God. Like he would repeat, Um, he would repeat stuff that happened to you in the past. Yeah. On on purpose. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, he, uh, he'd had a lot of drug problems and when he attacked me, it was very clear that he had had a relapse and was on drugs again. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, he just did a lot of very fucked up things. Um, I never reported him to the police because I just didn't want to deal with it. I wanted to kind of move on in my life. And I told him after it happened, like, if you like, I'll make you a deal. If you never contact me again, I will never report this. Um, and he never has. Um, and this is the last boyfriend before the current guy you're with. Correct. Okay. Um, the last sort of serious boyfriend I've dated in between. Yeah. Um, and the boyfriend that I'm with, everything is like super healthy. He's like incredibly supportive. Um, he's been really understanding about my past and he knows all, um, he knows all about the past. Yep. Okay. Knows everything. Um, and has been great. Um, and things are really serious. Um, you know, we're talking about getting engaged pretty soon. So, I mean, things are going well. Um, but, um, anyway, so kind of fast forward to this summer, um, we were, um, going to a party with some of his friends and this new group of friends that he's made, um, at, the home of one of the married couples in that group. And um, we were going over to the part of town that my ex had lived in. And as soon as we arrived there, as soon as I heard where we were going, I realized we were going to the house that my ex used to own where I had been attacked um, and assaulted. Yeah. Um, and talk about horrible luck. Did you tell him? <laughs> So, yeah, so we, here's what happened. We, like, we get in the car, and we have two of our other friends from this group in the car who I don't know all that well. Like, I know them probably the best of the people in that group, but not well enough to, like, <laughs> say Tell anything. them all this, yeah. Yeah, um, and, you know, I was driving because I, I have, like, a really stressful job, and I had to work later that day, and so I was planning on just, like, making an appearance and then kind of leaving, like, a few hours in anyway. Um and so I drove us over there. And as soon as he told me what address to plug into the GPS, I was like, that's his house. <laughs> wow. And um, we get there. And as we drive up, I realized that like the house that had stood there, like the house that I had, you know, that I used to visit when I had dated him and all of that and where all this happened had been raised 
um, it had been bulldozed and some and a new house had been built in its place um, that was like, you know, sort of subdivided into different um, condos. And, but like there were just certain details that were like still the same, like the tree in the yard is the same, the fence was still the same, like, um, and so we go in and the girl who lives there um, is like giving us a tour and like the nursery where like their kid like sleeps and stuff like is like definitely where like the bedroom was there and like I could like see like the tree out of the window that like I had looked at while this was happening and like tried to like kind of depart from all of this it was like very you know it was very weird I'm like cool your kid sleeps in here like I was burned with cigarettes in here like in my head This could be like a horror story. It was, honestly. And I mean, when I talked to my best friend about it afterwards, she was like, I can't believe you walked in. Like, I can't believe you went into that building. Like, (laughs) I was like, I can't believe it either. I kind of went on autopilot. Um, Because I didn't really know what else to do. Um, So I was kind of just mentally checked out the whole time that I was there. Um. And, but before you went in, you know, before you went in, you told your boyfriend, so he knew. Yeah, right. He knew. Okay. And he was kind of checking up on me and stuff, but you know, he was, you know, drinking and having a good time with his friends, and like, you know, I think that he thought that I was okay. Um, right. You know, I didn't like pull him aside and say like, "Hey, I'm having a meltdown." Like, <laughs> um, yeah. But um, but yeah, so we uh. We were there for a while, and then I kind of hit my limit. And since I had already kind of told at least the people that we had driven over there with um, that, like, I was going to have to leave early anyway, I just kind of seized the convenient excuse of work and was like, all right, well, you know, oh, aw shucks, I have to go, you know, work on this thing that's due tomorrow. Like, and um, my boyfriend stayed. Um because when we had first talked about um, going over there, I was planning to leave early anyway. And so I think he thought, when we talked about it later, he thought that, like, that was still the plan. Like, he didn't realize that, like, I was kind of like, well, you know, maybe we should, you know, like, maybe you would think to, like, leave with me. Um, <laughs> since this is kind of intense. Um, but in a way, I was kind of glad that he didn't come with me because I needed to kind of process things on my own. Um, when I went home... Uh, and so, um, so I went home and kind of had a bit of a meltdown, um, as soon as I left, like, I felt like the wind had just been kind of knocked out of me. Um, and right before we had left, like the girl whose house it was and her husband were like, oh yeah, we should have you guys over for dinner soon. Like you didn't really get to see the full place. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, no, fuck that. Like there is no way I'm going back into that house. It is hell on earth. Like absolutely not. Like I'm not going within like a six mile, like radius of your house, like ever again. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily, I mean, it is in a totally different part of town from where I live. Um, so it's not like it's like convenient. Um, and I've been kind of able to avoid it since moving home. But anyway, so um, we've spent time with, this was about like a month and a half ago um, that that first thing happened. And since then, I've noticed that like every time I hang out with this group, like, you know, and try to make an effort towards them because like they're people who are important to my partner, um, like 
I found out that like half of them live in this neighborhood and like mm-hmm. on that block. One of them also lives in the other subdivisions like of the same property. Um, and people are like constantly inviting us over or to like go do things in that area. And like, I feel like I, I just can't get away from it. And like, I can't like separate this new group of people like in my mind from like the trauma that I endured over there. And it's, you know, it's hard because like, I like them, but like, I feel like I'm, I'm finding myself like emotionally, like not wanting to spend any time with them or like be genuine with them or connect with them in a way that I probably would otherwise. And since they really are like, you know, my boyfriend made this huge, you know, cross country move to be with me um, in my hometown and agree to settle there for my job. Um, when I took him away from all of his friends and family, like, you know, this is finally like the group that has made him feel comfortable and at home, like besides just me. And so I feel like I kind of owe it to him to try a little bit harder than I probably have been. And, you know, every time we spend time with them, I've noticed that like, I completely like, I get like very like touchy afterwards. Like I get very like, you know, just, yeah. Or like, just really like, you know, combative with him about like dumb stuff that I shouldn't be. And, you know, and I don't like feeling like I'm, you know, losing my temper when like it really has, you know, <laughs> I mean, I know mentally it has nothing to do with him, but I also know that like subconsciously I'm like, how could you subject me to like, you know, meeting people who would take me back there? Can I ask a question? Are you, or have you been in therapy? Are yep. you currently going to therapy? Mm-hmm. Has he ever gone with you? No. Has your therapist ever suggested that he join? Not really. Um, I've been seeing the same therapist since a lot of this stuff first started, Mm -hmm. which has been really good for me because I don't feel like I have to, you know, repeat all the details and stuff since she kind of knows them. For sure. Um, And what we've been focusing on since this stuff has happened has really been more like my reactions to things and like my sort of you know, being re-traumatized rather than, like, my relationship with him um, and my relationship with this group of people and, like, how I'm going to approach, like, having, like, a casual, like, friendship with, you know, an association with this. Um, And so, like, I feel like she and I have been focusing more on the piece that, like, deals with me and, like, like what's going on internally rather than, like, what's going on externally in my life. Yeah. Um, I feel like... So she hasn't really suggested it yet. Yeah, I just feel like you together, and because you're obviously having an issue when you see them, um, which is not your fault. I mean, this mm-hmm. is something that's very hard to deal with, and it might be hard for him to be able to realize what you're going through, and then if he doesn't react appropriately in your mind or how he actually should like how I view he should react I could see getting upset with him yeah I mean in like in a couple of instances he definitely has like towards the beginning of when this stuff first started happening and I I kind of lashed out at him and then we had like a very adult calm sit down where I kind of explained like here's where I'm coming from here's what I need from you and since then he's been really great about it Right. But I've noticed that, like, I'm pick- I'm the one who's, like, picking fights about, like, dumb stuff, like, yeah. when we come home from that. Like, you know, and I, 
but I think that is a good idea and worth probably pursuing. Yeah. Has, has this couple invited you guys back in the last, Mm -hmm. since you went and you, and you came up with some excuse not to go, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Um, and you know, I've, I mean, I'm kind of lucky in the sense that I have a very demanding job. So like, that's always a convenient excuse to say to, if I'm feeling uncomfortable when I'm with a big group of them to leave early or, you know, to blow something off or whatever. But what's tricky is like his closest friend, the one who introduced him to this whole group. Um, we just found out that he and his fiance are moving, um, because he got a job transfer and the, like, second closest person he has in this group is the husband that lives there Mm. and they hang out like all the time and the wife is very sweet and she and I have certain things in common. And so, you know, it sort of seems natural that we would buddy up, but you know, it's, I've thus far avoided it, but in my head, I'm thinking like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to avoid this until like they move. (laughs) Like what if they never move? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, that's not, you know, that's not really something that's within my power. And I've, I've told my boyfriend, like, look, like, this is like the biggest thing. Like, I am never going back to that house. Yeah. Like, I'm never setting foot in that house again. I don't know how I did it the first time. And, and at one point, he was like, well, it's not the same house. So like, I don't get why. But And I was like, but it no. is like, the tree is the same. Like, the yeah. fence is the same. It's like, you don't get it. Like, it's, yeah, that shouldn't know, be, that shouldn't be a mental block. Answer. And like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, that was his answer at first. And we've since worked through that. And I think he gets that okay. piece of it now. But like. The ghost of what happens lives there. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you can't ever get that out of there. Like, yeah. I don't care no. if it's been like Property Brothers. Like it's it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> it's still haunted. <laughs> well, yeah. um, let, me, let me let me I'm kind of thinking out loud here. I, I'm going to ask this to Ashley. Is there a way. Like you said, you don't want to ever go back to that house, and I get that. Yeah, I don't. Like, how do I never go back there? How do you never go? <laughs> is is there a way like, alienate these people? <laughs> is, is there a way for Sarah to never go back to that house without a making up an excuse not to go, or b flat out coming out and telling your husband or telling your boyfriend to tell them, or you telling them yourself? Like, look, this is why I don't want to come to your house, or this is why I can't. Is there any yeah, way would you ever feel comfortable telling the wife or are you not close enough to her? So not yet, but so yeah. I sort of told them, okay, not, not the full thing, but I, I mentioned it. Um, we went out with them and with a bunch of the other people in that group somewhat recently. And I said, you know, like, cause they kept bringing up, that house because we were thinking about buying a place fairly soon and they're like oh you should buy in our neighborhood there's a great house like down the block from us that you should look at and I'm thinking to myself like I would rather kill myself than like ever look at out- houses in that neighborhood like absolutely yeah. not yeah um and I was like pushing back on it a lot and the guy was like oh I think you're just like a snob about this neighborhood or whatever well it's because he, he like, said that because he doesn't know right oh right and so yeah. I kind of clap back at him because like eventually if you like push at me enough. I'm going to be like, um, no, like I'm going to shut you down. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, actually, you know, I just have a lot of bad memories over in that neighborhood. Like he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, my ex-boyfriend like lived in your house, like in the house that stood there before that you moved in. And like, we had a very bad breakup. And he was like, it sounds like you should stop being so fucking sensitive. 
That's what the that's what the what? husband of the the husband of this house yeah. said. Mm. Yeah. That's and not like nice. he was saying it like as a joke, like haha, mm. like oh you're being so not funny. And I was like I, like it took like a lot of self-control not to like completely lose my shit at him. Um, what did your boyfriend do? He was sitting like on the other side of the room. He didn't even hear it. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then the guy had the audacity to ask me for legal advice later. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So it's kind of like, you know, so that, like, I think it's like, if I like these people, I like some of them. And so, what about the couple that lives in the house? If you never were friends with them again, would that be fine? Yeah, that's the husband. That's the husband. That's the only two that you like out out of that group? No, oh. God no. Um, no, that's the one that said that to her. No, I know that, but I'm just saying, is oh. there a way, like, if they, if you never to avoid them, yeah, if you never went to their house again, would you be fine? Like oh, yeah. with them out of your life, those two. Well, but your husband, your boyfriend, I keep saying your husband, my, your boyfriend wouldn't be because yeah. you said that's well, his good friend. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's who like he's really close with, and like they spend a lot of time together and like play golf together like almost every weekend and. And his wife is one of the people I do really like. I don't like him. I think he's a total jackass. And I thought that way before he said that. So I wasn't even surprised. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, win any, he didn't win any points <laughs> like, by saying that either. And like, frankly, like pretty much every girl in that group of people is like, yeah, he's a jackass. Like, um, and yeah. Um, but like one of the other like people who I probably, so I'm very close with the people that are moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but then one of the other people, like groups of people that I am really close with that I do kind of like and could envision like having a real friendship with, they live in the house across the street. <laughs> it like, it almost seems like it almost seems like you need to there. get a whole new group of friends. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I'm kind of like thinking to myself, like, why can't you just like integrate into my group of friends? <laughs> like they're pretty great and you get along with them. But I do like that he has his own group. I think that having like your own people and your own things is really healthy in relationships. For sure. But, you know, and I've maintained a lot of distance with that group before, so I don't see why I couldn't again. But, like, I do know that, like, there are still going to be, like, certain events and certain things, like certain, like, holiday parties or baby showers or weddings or whatever where I'm going to have to interact with them. And I don't want to, like, you know, be, you know disingenuous with them but I also don't want to be like you know rude to them or ungracious or you know anything especially when a lot of them are making like an active effort to try and include me and make me feel like comfortable and part of the crew you know yeah Um, I don't know I feel like you shouldn't be so hard on yourself about this it's like this is a crazy situation and it's a lot (laughs) for you to deal with and be expected to be like gracious and kind and worried about other people's feelings when this is some this is like a survival mode for you. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's like I don't know if there is a way to balance like my interests in self preservation with like being like kind and cordial to these people and also like, you know, respecting my partner's like you know, friends, 
Yeah, and I mean, if if it wasn't important to him that I didn't like get along with these people and spend time with them, then like I would I would just not give a shit. Like I I have plenty of my own friends. Like I grew up here. Like it's fine. Um, you know, but it's I can tell that it's something that like matters to him, mm-hmm. and you know I really love him and I care about him, but I also can tell like that he's like he's not gonna like judge me for it or like be angry if I don't spend time with them you know because he knows what's going on but I can tell that it hurts him yeah and that's what I don't like especially when he's made this big sacrifice for me you know I don't want to feel do y'all have feel people like, at y'all's house a lot yeah and like I've thought about that as like you know a potential you know solution but again like it, it'd be weird to be like, oh, you only can come over to our house and I will never go to yours. True, true. I feel like that would just reinforce the, oh, she's a snob who never goes to our neighborhood. Yeah. One of the big things would be, would you ever, I mean, I guess, would you ever feel comfortable telling everybody the real reason why you don't want to go to their house or no? I think I could maybe tell the wife if she and I became closer someday, but like just given the reaction of her husband, like, yeah, especially like the first time I was raped, I told my best friend at the time who is no longer in my life. And we had like, Ashley, you'd be very proud, like of cutting out that toxic relationship. Like it was a complete act. (laughs) Um, But um, it took a while, but she, when I told her I was raped um, by my boyfriend, she called me a liar and so, and was said that I was just being oversensitive and overdramatic. And so, like, to hear those words is, like, very triggering for me, especially when I'm already kind of being, you know, re-traumatized, like, in the process. So to hear the guy who lives there be like, you're making it too big of a deal out of this, like, just made yeah. me feel like you are not entitled to hear anything about my life yeah. and, like, what I've experienced. Because, like, obviously you don't have, like, the requisite level of respect and understanding for what other people have been through. Um, like, so I just, I feel like I don't, you know, I feel like it's like a, a privilege to hear about that kind of a thing for sure. When you know some, when someone knows you and like, that's not something that like, I want to like share as like an excuse to like make him feel like more comfortable about me not going over there about why I I don't want to spend time over there. Yeah. And I just feel like too, people's first instinct shouldn't be that you're a snob. You know what I mean? It should, you already kind of said that you had some bad memories. Like that should be reason enough for it. Just be like, okay, we get it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that, I I think that you could, I think that you aren't like that, but he is. And if he wasn't close with my boyfriend, I wouldn't care. Right. I'm wondering if there's just out of curiosity, what has your therapist said about this situation? I told her, like, so I asked her before I, like, kind of told my boyfriend, like, my hard line of, like, I can never go back in there. I was like, that's my instinct. Like, do you think that's off base? And she was like, I've known you a really long time. Like, I've seen you through some really positive periods, some really self-destructive periods. She was like, you can never set foot in that house again. You're going to lose your mind. Yeah. Like, I know you well enough to know that, like, it's going to feel like you are inflicting it upon yourself. And, like, you will then blame yourself for it and go into the spiral and, like, it will ruin you. Like, you should never go there. Like, it's my elephant graveyard from the Lion King. Like, I can yeah. never go there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you shouldn't. And, uh, yeah, so 
Um, I've talked to her about that a little bit. And then like, I mean, part of this, like that I haven't really gotten into all that much is like, I tend to be the kind of person that likes one-on-one relationships a lot more and like smaller groups a lot more because I actually like to connect with people and like understand their values and things like that. And for whatever reason, this group only ever does things in big group settings, like all together. And it's like, so I'm already uncomfortable, Yeah. you know, and she and I have kind of talked about that a lot and it's, it's just not a situation that I'm really comfortable with. Do they always do things at people's houses? Not always. Okay. Um, when, yeah. No, thank God. Go to a uh, restaurant or something. Like, yeah, exactly. we're having house parties. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we do a lot of stuff like out and about in town. And so I feel like I'm trying to like overfill my quota of going to those things so that I can avoid people's houses. Right. And I've also thought maybe if I avoid everybody else's house, then it won't seem so weird if I avoid their or may, house. Or maybe you need to be. <laughs> or, ma- or maybe you just need to start throwing more parties yourself and they got to come to you. Yeah, no, we do have a <laughs> holiday party every year. <laughs> okay. Just ma- just has but, to make it so every party is at your place. Like, gosh, man, we, exactly. go, we go to Sarah's, Sarah and her boyfriend's house a lot. What's the deal? Like, yeah, I, no. I don't think that, I mean, I agree with your therapist. There's no way you should ever step foot back in that house again. But going forward, if you don't ever reach a point where you're comfortable telling the female, the woman in that house, which is fine, but it's going to be a situation where I think it's going to be more of excuses on why you're not going. And maybe your boyfriend just has to step in and just be like, uh, look, he just has to take your side on this or he should take your side on this. But does he take your side by just going along with the lie or does he somehow just say without saying in detail of, yeah, she was raped in your child's room. Can he tell the husband, um, you know, yeah. Remember she mentioned to you that she had a bad breakup with her boyfriend and, and he lived here. It's just really traumatic for her. And I, you know, I don't want to get into it with you. So-and-so, but please respect our wishes or something like that. And then if the guy's a jerk about it after that, then maybe you just cut them out as friends altogether. Um, But he doesn't need to say what really went down. But if he says, look, my wife, my keep calling you maybe because I'm wishful (laughs) thinking for you. I keep calling you his wife. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But just say like, Hey, my girlfriend, I don't, maybe he says it to the guy when they're out drinking and having beers one night. He just says, look, just to let you know, you know, Sarah brought up that she had an ex that used to live in this house and it went really bad. And I don't want to get into it with you, buddy, but I hope you respect the fact that she's never going to come in this house and it's nothing to do with you guys. You guys are cool. She just can't come here and you got to respect that and just kind of leave it at that without going into detail. I think at that point, the guy should just be like, he might not understand. Sounds like he's a real prick, but he might not understand. (laughs) But he's 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 got to respect it and just be like okay yeah. and just not push with anything like hey well well why what's the real reason like he could just leave it alone from that point I would think. How yeah. long has this been going on? Just this summer, uh, right? Six weeks ago was the first time you went there. The first time I've been there, yeah. Was when? This, Six it weeks was about ago, about a month and a half ago. Yeah. Oh 
Okay, you know, I always But we've, just like, feel seen like... them a lot, and I feel like maybe it's, like, my head, like, blowing it up bigger than it is, but, like, I feel like I'm all the time, like, invited over there, like, in my head, <laughs> or invited into that neighborhood, or invited to, like, their friend's house, like, in the same building or across the street, and I'm like, leave me alone. Like, yeah. you all need to move. <laughs> I almost feel like your boyfriend has just got to give you time to figure this out. And maybe at some you will be okay going to the house across the street, maybe. But if you don't get to that point, he's got to be understanding about that because those are just friends and this is you. Like, this is something that's going to affect you forever. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like right now the most important thing is you working with your therapist to try to work on the situation and not being too hard on yourself if you never get there. Because something aren't going to be able to understand and priority is you being okay. Yeah. And I don't think, and I mean, I don't think that I would be a good partner to him if I wasn't okay, you know, right. and I know that, that he wouldn't want that either. Um, yeah. but you know, it's, it's hard. I feel like, you know, I feel very like responsible in a way which I know I shouldn't because like he would, yeah. we would never even be in this situation if he, ha if he hadn't moved for me. Right. Which I know is like irrational, like, but like knowing something that's irrational versus feeling it is different, you know? Um, yeah. But, but yeah, a lot of this, I think I said it in the very beginning that one of the first things I said was a lot of this is just horrible luck. The fact that, yeah. you know, even, the, even though <laughs> yeah. your, even though your boyfriend did move back to where you live, Still, what, what were the, the odds? What were the odds that this was going to happen? One in a gazillion? Yeah. Like, come on! It's, yeah, in this neighborhood, on that street, like on that street, on that the same address, street, let alone the same house. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's just it's it's horrible it's luck. It's too weird. Yeah, I'm telling you, like I'm not sure what you do for work, but if you ever wanted to I'm write a write a screenplay yeah. okay. or a screen, yeah. if you ever wanted to write a book or a movie about this, like it's a yeah. great plot. Truth yeah. is stranger than fiction, right? I mean, like, yes. I honestly, like, I mean, I make up people's defenses for a living. I could never have made this shit up. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, ugh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, my suggestion would be keep doing what you're doing. It looks like it's not like you're having to stave off an invitation to their house every weekend. Like, it's not like right. this is coming. Uh, I think, Even obviously. Yeah, like I just want to, like, feel prepared, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, and you know what to say. You know you can easily get out of any trip to their house by saying, "I'm overloaded at work. I'm sorry." Um, and I think your boyfriend, your boyfriend should definitely. Well, I shouldn't say definitely. Maybe at some point he says something, but leaves it at, "Hey, you just got to understand. She can't. She told you about the ex. It was a lot worse. We're not going to get into details, but it's just not something that she ever wants to explore again." And if that guy can't take the hint at that point, because if somebody said that to me, if I was the husband of that house and your boyfriend said that to me, I think I would get it without asking, well, wait, was she assaulted there? Like, I think I would just get it. If he said, look, she just doesn't want to ever come here ever. I think I would probably get that something really horrible happened in that house. Um, yeah. And, and 
yeah, you think, but then that guy. Yeah. And I mean, I feel bad, like putting that, I've thought about that and I'm glad that you said it because I think that you're probably right. Like the more I think about it, the more I think that that might need to happen at some point. But I think thus far I've felt like very, like I'm afraid to put that on him. Yeah. Put that on your boyfriend. And yeah, you know, I'm afraid to like task him with that because that's like, and I get that he should be able to do it and that he would do it, you know, and that he would be great about it. But like, that's such a huge ask of him. Well, what if, what if you said it to the wife without get, you know, we asked you earlier, would you ever feel comfortable telling her yeah. what happened exactly? Yeah, I mean, I think How about you just lay it out there with, with her, maybe, yeah. Without it's, even it's, saying the details, just say, hey, I just, you know, I mentioned that thing about my ex. It was really bad, and it's stuff I don't want to get into, but I hope you respect the fact that I just, I can't come to this house ever, or come to your house ever. Yeah, y'all need to move, yeah. Yeah, or just, yeah. I hope you, and I hope you understand that. We would love to still hang out. Um We'd love to have you over. We'd love, love to, to have out. you over. Love yeah. to go out to dinners and stuff like that. But just please understand, it's just something that is in my past, and I'd rather yeah. not get into. But I, I think they would understand at that point. I think you'd be you'd be fine in that route, so you wouldn't have to put anything on your boyfriend to do it. I mean, you could make a determination which one of us says it first. Do you say it to the wife, yeah. or does he say it to the husband? I don't know. Um, but I think if you let it that way, unless these people are super nosy and just like, oh, I got to find out. I I think they would be understanding, wouldn't they? Like I would hope so. And I mean if not, then you know, it's then it would just become awkward and then, then you they're not probably the kind of people I want to waste my time on anyway, yeah, right? Then like, you would just cut them out. Right. Yeah. I mean it's it's just, you know, it's a hard balance and it's something that I wish never had to like come up and like, you know, my past bleeds into my present enough as it yeah. is. Like I really didn't need it to like happen in this way. Um you know, where it's like an ongoing future thing, but it yeah. is what it is. So I still just really think even with what I've heard you say in terms of not wanting to on your boyfriend or even just that I feel like there's part of you that feels bad having and then kind oh, of the sorry, situation you cut out for happening. A second. Oh, sorry. I know. I feel like my connection is not great. <laughs> it's it, it'll, go, it'll it'll go great for about five or ten seconds, and then it, we just we just never know when it's cutting out. That's the problem. Should I go into another room? <laughs> Do you think that'll have a better connection? Maybe, because I'm upstairs. Hold on, because I don't want this to keep on happening. All right. Yeah. Try it. Okay. Hold on. Anyway, why well, Ashley's moving rooms. Um, <laughs> uh, what were we saying? Oh. Uh, hey, Steve. Hi, Steve. <laughs> oh. Oh, sorry, there goes my dog. <laughs> oh, is that yours? I thought that was Ashley's. No, that's mine. <laughs> Oh, wait, Ashley, your dog doesn't sound like it. Your dog's a smaller dog, right? Doesn't have a a bass in his bark. Yeah, okay, mine's a better? lab mix. <laughs> yeah, much better. It okay. sounds better now, but we never know once you start talking. So go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see, where did I cut out? 
Why don't you start You're over with that point? You're about to give some sage wisdom. Okay. <laughs> I was saying, I feel like... I've heard you say that you're afraid to put all of this on your boyfriend, the responsibility of what's going on. And also I feel like you feel badly that he's moved his life there and now this is happening. Mm -hmm. And that's one reason I think it would be important to maybe have the therapist involved. Yeah. So that, this isn't something that you would necessarily even have to tell him and a third party is getting involved. It's not going to be biased in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes I feel like other people can explain things better, you know, or sometimes it's easier to listen to someone else when you don't have that relationship with the person. Yeah. That's why I called you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, by the way, Ashley, that all made it through with no cutouts. So. Hooray! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, th- no, I think no, adding I him wait. to therapy, I, I, it certainly wouldn't hurt. I mean, I, it wouldn't be a negative. I don't think. I don't see why no. it would be. A negative. Yeah. No, I agree. I think I'm just like I'm a little like protective of him, you know, um, because I don't want to like, you know, punish him for someone else's sins. Yeah. But at the same time, I also want to make sure that, like, I'm being honest with him and standing up for myself. Yeah. You, and, what you do know, you think, if you brought that up balance. to him, if you, if you brought that up to him, what do you think his answer would be? I think he would be like, yeah, I'll go. I'll do whatever you need me to oh, do. No. Okay. I, he's really, he's, like, the best guy. Yeah, he's super receptive. I mean, he might be like, is everything okay? Like, you know, in our relationship, I would have to make sure that I explained, like, it has nothing to do with, like, you and me and like our future it's more to do with like how we can like strategically deal with some of the problems i've been having with like you know coping with this yeah Yeah. um which i think he would understand and i think he would probably be like he would go without complaint that's for sure he would totally like make that happen but i think he might be like a little closed off at first like in that setting um which i think would make I think that would be natural for anyone if you're going into someone else's therapist's office and like having them sort of explain what they need you to do for your partner. For sure. Um, but I think he would be receptive. He's been great about all of these sorts of things so far. So even yeah. if he doesn't get it at first, he's always made an effort to try to get it, which is all you can really ask is like, I don't expect you to like have a handbook on like how to deal with your girlfriend's rape trauma syndrome. Like, they don't hand that out in middle school, as far as I'm aware, when you take sex ed. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, so I'm not expecting perfection. I'm just expecting effort and, like, being genuine. Yeah. And it sounds like he has been up to this point. So, I mean, I guess that would be yeah. your next step would be uh, maybe, n- you know, not tonight or maybe in the next couple months, yeah, bring it up to him and right see now, if he's yeah. interested in, in possibly pursuing that route. And then as for the couple, I think you're – you're able to avoid them uh, for the time being, and then. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable taking that step, having him come to therapy, or do you feel like maybe you need to talk to her a little bit more? I before? might need to talk to her a little more to like get yeah. my ducks in a row. Like, right. I'm definitely the kind of person. I think as y'all saw from my email, I like to be thorough. I like to be prepared. I want to make sure I have everything like, you know, as close to perfect as I can before I like dive into something major. So, you know, I definitely would feel more comfortable like taking some time before I did that makes sense I think it's a good idea yeah I think this I think both of y'all's ideas are really good 
I think time is uh, essential to this situation. I don't think this is anything that's going to be solved quickly. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. No, exactly. And that's the thing is like, I know I can go a few months without having to deal with this again, without like much, you know, of a thing off my back. But like, what happens when something sort of like comes up off the cuff and like, I'm sort of caught off guard and it's been a stressful work, like week at work. And like, you know, I'm already kind of like tensions are running high in my life for whatever reason. Like, you know, it's, I want to be able to be sure I've got like a plan. <laughs> yeah. I think for now, there's no shame in you just being like, I'm going to bow out of this. I can't go tonight. Yeah. And he's going to have to be okay with it. And you're going to have to be okay with it because there's no point in making yourself do this and dealing with the repercussions later. Because yeah. it's not going to end up well for you, for y'all's relationship, or for him. Yeah, especially if, like, right now when I'm feeling this raw, like, no matter how good of a time we have with them, if even if we're going out somewhere totally different, if I come home and I'm, like, all prickly, like, that's not good. Right. Yeah. No, I don't like feeling that way, you know, about myself or about him, so. You shouldn't have more guilt <laughs> Yeah. after everything that's going yeah. on. Like, this is torture i'm jewish and catholic i'm all about guilt yeah <laughs> i get it <laughs> well i mean this oh, is uh, this is this was a pretty heavy phone call and i mean yeah I, thank I, you guys for tackling it i appreciate it i can't no, you know, i think you are handling it so well i mean just the fact that you're being so strong about it and the fact that you're you seem to me that you're thinking about everyone else and i i just have so much respect for you for even thinking about others in this situation because I'm just so worried about you in this situation. I'm tough. I've, I've dealt with enough. I've, I'm like Teflon. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say you've been through a lot and I, I mean, I can't, yeah. I can't thank you enough for sharing that. That wasn't easy, even though, you know, nobody listening right now knows who you are. It's not like we're able to, I, they're able to identify you, but still even, Talking about that stuff, I can't imagine is 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 very easy. Um, everything that you went through and to share it, uh, I appreciate you coming on. I hope we helped in in you some did. way, and obviously did. we will think, check in with you yeah. in in the future and get an yes. update. Please and, keep us updated. Yes, yeah, absolutely, I will. So, thanks Sarah, thanks so much. Thank you very much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. Yep. Night, y'all. Bye. Bye. Okay. Wow. That was Sarah and Ashley. Like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, what are the odds? Like, how in the world that the guy that sexually assaulted you years ago, you meet new friends and they move into a house and it happens to be his, and you have to go relive that, and that all the other friends live near the house too. Yeah, there's <laughs> that. Like what? Like she can't hang out with them. No, not at all. And, and her boyfriend's got to be understanding about that. And I mean, it's tough, right? Because I'm sure the friends are kind of like, why won't she come around? But until she gets to know these friends better, that's not her responsibility to tell these people. And it sounds so, like he is actually, it sounds like he's, yeah, he's open to it. I think the therapy right. thing is something that he might want to join with her. And I, I know you had mentioned that to her, yeah. obviously with, you know, we didn't get into the exact number. I mean, I did in the beginning of it, and I asked her, wait, how many guys have assaulted you? And she said, right. I think it was three. 
Yeah. Uh, but we don't know how many times. And I wasn't sit there about to sit there and, and go over. I mean, one is more than enough. But the fact that she's been with three different guys and they've all done that, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that she's in therapy. But maybe her boyfriend does need to join. Um, and I, the way we presented it to her about bringing it up to this new couple, like, hey, look, let's just not – you have to understand that there's – a lot of past, uh, an ex used to live here and she doesn't want to be a part of that. And, um, yeah, and kind of leave it at that. I don't think they're going to pry. If they're any good friends, they won't pry and be like, well, why? You know, they wouldn't insist. Right. They should just understand. I would think, I mean, you would think, but sometimes people have a tough time with really understanding something like that, unless they've been through it before or unless they know someone else who has been through it. And it it is hard for people to practice empathy in that situation if they don't really have the experience. You would hope that they would, but I mean, even on this podcast, we've seen enough times with, you know, a female telling her boyfriend about it and them not being able to cope with it. Yeah. And it's sad. It's something you wish that more people did. But the reality is that you know, there are going to be some people where that is too much for them. They don't have the emotional intelligence to deal with it. That was straight out of, um, what's her name? Why am I blanking on her name from Nick's season? Taylor? Taylor. <laughs> emotional <laughs> intelligence. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it's hard because if you've never been with somebody who's been assaulted, you really don't know how to react. And everything just – you almost become overly sensitive to it. It's just like yeah. I don't want to do anything that triggers that. And it could be anything that triggers it. In her yeah. case, it's driving in a neighborhood that right. her whole new group of friends all seem to live in. And yet this one couple that they became best friends with lives in the ex-boyfriend's old house where she was assaulted sounds like numerous times. That's – yeah. That's crazy. And I, I hope I hope that she brings I hope that um she eventually brings her boyfriend to therapy and I hope that uh you know the 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 friends that live in the house that the ex lives in now just kind of back off and understand, okay. No need to pry, but let's just maybe we won't throw as many parties or invite them to as many parties and they'll understand and not cut them out because of it. Right. So. Yeah. Well, that'll do I it. Hope so. <laughs> That'll do it for episode four. I hope you all enjoyed that one. That was definitely, uh, usually when we have a 45-minute call, I like to keep the calls to 15 to 20 minutes and usually get two two to three in. That's the goal. We never know. Um, but that one, I think, deserved a little more time. She had a lot of explaining to do in that. So I hope you all enjoyed that. We'll be back for episode five in a couple of weeks. Usually it will be probably September 4th. Tuesday, September 4th will be the next episode. So until then, Ashley, good job again. Thank you very much. Of course. I'll see you soon. See you in two weeks. Uh, thank you all for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. And uh, we will talk to you later. See you. He's telling me no. He's dragging me down. He's leading me on and stringing on.